Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, and we want to welcome you to this show called Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men by men talking about stuff from a man's perspective. And we want to thank you for listening because we want to be a voice of telling what God's doing in men's lives. And uh, sports, weather, and politics are really easy for men. But when we talk about the things deeper in life that last for eternity, we just want to be a, have that conversation. So if you didn't hear our last show, depending on when you hear this, whether it's on radio or a podcast, uh, go listen to the show previous of this show because we were started off telling a story about a friend of mine and ours uh, named Trey Anson. And the short version of a very long story is that Trey had a very eventful, colorful, and very stressful life growing up and or joining in the military his life as an adult, he didn't do adulting very well, <laughs> uh, alcohol, drugs, and a failed marriage. And when we last left the last segment of the last show, uh, Trey had what would probably be the worst thing that any parent could ever have to go through, uh, telling his son, I don't want to see you again until you're sober. Weeks later, the next time he sees his son, he's laying dead behind a dumpster, behind an apartment complex as the department, sheriff's department is zipping his body up in a bag and that's where we left the last show and you're thinking how could anybody survive that well we got a whole nother show to talk about that so trey you 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 see that body bag being zipped up of your son what is going through your mind it was it was you know i don't even know if there's a word for it everything went slow motion if that makes any sense i could like everything really slowed down and i was you know and i gotta be honest it was like uh there'd been so much trauma and chaos beforehand it was almost like a sense of relief that you know i can breathe now you know it's over you know and i'm ashamed to say that but uh you know it was it was like a big weight lifted off plus the worst thing you know because you know it got so bad i was praying for my son Either God fix him or take him. I cannot take any more of this, you know. So be careful what you pray for. He answered my prayer. You know, I don't, you know, I don't understand it, or you know, I, I don't know. But I got real, I got real dark place, real quick. Now six know. months prior to that, yeah, just yeah, back me, up because there was another issue. Yeah, my my stepson, uh, Princeton, was in a car wreck and uh, was in a lot of pain and started self medicating and he had overdosed and died. Six months and two days previously before lucky did and, and lucky really struggled with that i remember him calling me why why wasn't it me why wasn't it you know he just that survivor's remorse he'd never you know at the beginning all right i'm gonna do this we're gonna get sober and then it was just a short period of time later he was back hanging out with the same people doing the same things and uh it it really affected him he never and you know and i'm ashamed that it affected me but i i wasn't there for him like I, I could have been, you know, I think I failed my son in some areas and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I got to live with that. But, uh, uh, he, he just, uh, it really affected him and, uh, it affected me. And then, and then seeing my son there and then hearing his mother who, you know, you, you got to understand, I, I'd gotten in such a bad place. I didn't want, I wouldn't even answer the phone when she called. I mean, that, how nice is that? This woman is going through the worst time of her lives, her other son, and I won't even answer the phone because I just didn't want to put up with it. So, you know, I was not really kind and loving to her at the time before Lucky had passed away. But after he passed away, we kind of 
you know, I heard that yell that that my, I, I wish no man that that gut wrenching scream that a mother makes that uh, you because now this is her second second yes son died and she's watching him trying to she watched him try to resuscitate him so she was there the whole time it was right out behind her apartment in the alley so uh you know but that whole time i uh you know there were some people that dropped him off you know be careful who your friends are you know lucky was no angel but he'd have never left anybody like that you know just dump you in an alley and honk the horn you know at three thirty in the morning but uh you know he was no angel but uh i was mad at those people so i went on this like uh I was out looking for drug dealers. I wanted to find those people that dumped him in that alley, and I did. I was kicking in drug doors and sticking pistols in people's mouths and shooting out tires and doing some real unhealthy, dangerous behavior, and I found, you know, some people, and and they're just kids, man. It's just kids. It's not these hardened drug dealers you see on TV. It's not some some 40-year-old man. Yeah, nobody looks like me in there, you know. just, just, Just kids, man, just kids, and it was like, I hope. I remember I told him, I hope you suffer and live and cause a lot of problems. That's what I, I told him that. And then, you know, that led me to, you know, I was six months of, of crazy, you know. But then I had drug dealers that, that were calling the police on me, you know, and they were saying, if you come back here again, and they wouldn't arrest me, though. They knew my story. <laughs> they said, we're not arresting this guy. They just don't come back, you know. So, uh, you know, it got bad to where we got into, I had, uncovered some detroit pipeline of drugs coming down through there and the police said you need to get away or so you were on vigilante mode i don't want yeah, to put I mean, words I, in your mouth, I was going to get in trouble or killed one of the two was going to happen the police were really going to take me to jail or uh, uh or the drug dealers were going to kill me so i uh when i started putting my family in danger i had to back up because you know they were telling the police were saying you know they could go over to your parents house and so i was like All right, let me back up so i started searching for you know just answers man just i was you know your 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 head is spinning you are in in I'm major hurting, man, hurting. oh deep pain P- psd nightmares i'm seeing things that aren't there i mean i mean it was it, everything was gray in my at this time it was just like i was hurting and and you're still doing the drugs and alcohol no no, no i no. was uh i'd been sober for two years okay yeah i had uh well i quit that uh i'm coming up on three years i finally said man if i'm i i gotta quit these pain pills you know i cannot keep doing this so plus i gained a bunch of weight. i got up to like 260 pounds and i was so i gotta stop this and take care of my son so i i was able to quit that and and quit the alcohol i hadn't drank in a while really in a while you know if i drank it might you know i could go six years and may drink once cause a bunch of problems and not drink six years <laughs> you know that was that was my uh that was my cycle but no i wasn't drinking at the time but i i didn't need anything i was so crazy thank gosh that i wasn't doing anything because of, you know that could really... i should not be alive right now with the stuff that i was doing looking for people and putting putting myself at risk you know you you mentioned before we even started the show then that also launched you into a a a searching spiritually yeah i had uh you know i'd really gotten in contact with my native american you know i've always been spiritual you know through through the other 12-step program i like to think i'm spiritual you know it, <laughs> i like for you to think i'm a nice guy you know but i'm i mean really but no i i like to think i am and so i really started searching and i was getting online and i had come to a contact with some uh a medicine man and uh I had to uh, make an arrangement. It was about 
uh, going and doing what they call a uh, spirit walk, spirit journey. And uh, and this guy came to me after that. He, where, where was this? It was, it, was, a, it, was out of, it was in Illinois. Illinois, right? It's yeah. mural, mural country, Kurt. Yeah, so but, it was like, uh, I mean, he was kind of scary looking. But I mean, I'm telling you, I, you know, I was, I was feeling and seeing some things. And, uh, and it was like, uh, he told me, he said, I have a curse, a family curse on you. And the answer is in the colonial God and the colonial Bible is what he told me and that's the only words he said to me so i'm like all right so i need to so what i do i open up the bible don't do that if you don't know i start reading at the beginning <laughs> you got to genesis you started reading. i ain't getting no help went the way i was doing it by myself so you drive to illinois yeah, yeah. go through this spirit walk this yeah, big yeah. ceremony yeah and this in he's an indian this yeah. man this indian full-blood indians talking to you and he says, your answer is, first, he says, your family has a curse on it. Yeah, he said, I had a curse on it. Okay. And then he tells you to go look for your answers in the Bible. In the Bible. The colonial. That's what they call it. Mm. And so, okay, so, Chad, now you're going to enter the picture here. Because how in the world did you get connected to Trey? Well, let me ask. I'll, I'll talk about that. But when he, from the time he this guy tells you this, how much time from that time did you reach out to me i uh it's funny because i had been on facebook you know talking crazy but i saw a video you had done it was probably you know within a couple months probably i okay. reached out to you and another guy that i'd known that were I, they were only really uh, and i didn't know what i was looking for but they was the only ones i knew that was close to god you know that talked to god regular and, well, and i say that jokingly but i mean that's what i thought man i he had a he you know, he could he could get me in the right way or this other guy. I knew one of them because I hear him talking God all the time. I mean, that's how crazy I was. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break, come back, and I'm going to tell you how Trey and I met prior to that and how we got reconnected here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors, Ellen and Credit Union. They've been around for decades. They have been helping the Louisville, Kentucky, and area, whether it's personal or commercial. If you want a checking account, savings account, or you need some loans for either one of those, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you. Vision First Eye Care, they've got six Louisville locations, 11 around the area total, and actually in 11 different cities, I'm sorry. And um, if you need eye care, whether you need contacts or glasses, Vision First can take care of you. Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank landscaping and wastewater management services. If you need help with any of those items, Frank Enterprises can take care of you now the last segment we we left off with was uh trey was telling us a lot about his his life and he talked about going to an indian back in your neck of the woods right well yeah i mean you you are searching yeah and you know it's 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 really interesting i mean spiritually i mean god creates us to to want him but but you were going down the wrong road you right, were right. You, you went to a medicine man uh indian in Illinois, right? But but you came home and you 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 started you reached out to Chad and another guy. Yeah, we uh, I uh, I was on Facebook and I saw a video. Uh, Chad was talking and you, you know, go I know that guy. Oh well, yeah, but, but you know I I'd, I'd always uh, you know stayed friends with him on Facebook and followed him to see what uh, life could have been like for me. You know, <laughs> because, 
So uh, yeah, him and another guy in another job. I met another uh, another Christian named Tim Bryan, man, and he he knew I was a mess back then, and he was trying to save me too. So I reached out to both, you know, and I had great great conversation with both of them. But I, you know, I was in a lot of pain, and I went to suffering from PTSD, seeing things, you know, and I was scared to t- tell people that I was seeing stuff because I thought they're gonna think I'm crazy. Chad, when you when you first saw Trey, what were you thinking? So. I'll back up and say how Trey we knew each other was oddly enough for a brief time while he was married to Cassandra, they were going to church. Okay. They were involved in going to church because that's what they, you did. Right. And, and he said, okay, we're going to go to church and was actually involved in it enough to say they went to a retreat. So I was at a retreat as a table leader, as a newer Christian, but I was just there volunteering, helping out a retreat. And Trey was at my table. Right. So we met there, we hit it off pretty well, and we stayed in connection with one another a little bit. I mean, it was a, a period of year or two there where, uh, you know, that we were friends. But he went his direction, I went mine, and we didn't talk for almost 20 years. Yeah. And now he's talking about a video, and I push pause. All this stuff's going on with Trey. In my world, God is moving in my life in a way that says, okay, I want you to get more serious about discipleship, about intentionally reaching out to people and discipling them wherever they are to start following Jesus. And so I'm like, okay. So I ended up being involved with, I still am, a movement called Three Thirds. And it's a disciple-making movement. There's different ones. This is just one. And one of the characteristics of a three-third meeting is you spend some time praying in five for five minutes in silent prayer, asking the Lord, what do we need to do with what I just read? Because we read some scripture and I just spent five minutes. And in that five minute time frame, I heard, not audibly, but I just heard the Lord say, do a video on Facebook. Like I just felt this pressing to do a video. And I, I don't, I'm not a pastor or preacher, but every now and then I'd put out a little video talking about Jesus. So I just felt the Lord say, do a video. So I do a video. I don't even remember what it was about. It was somehow talking about Jesus, but it was like a two or three minute video. I put it out there and not very long after that, Trey reaches out to me and sends me a message. Now I have been watching Trey self-destruct on Facebook like everybody else. Okay. Mm. I'm seeing his pictures. I'm seeing his comments and I'm sitting there going, this dude is Trey's, Trey is having it rough. And I, I thought, I think I remember vaguely. I don't remember vaguely. I do remember him posting about his son passing and uh, I don't think I ever reached out to him about it. You know, I might have said sorry or something, but I never reached out to him. Well, I get a message from Trey. I'm walking out of Walmart. This is the fall of 20. Yeah, I get 2020. A, I get a message from on Facebook from Trey, and I'm walking out of Walmart, and I headed to my car, and I get a message. And I, I, I see the message, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I reached out to him. This is not too long after I do that video. So I'm like, okay, Lord, maybe this is it, something, something you want to use this for. So then uh, I talked to Trey in the parking lot of Walmart on the phone. I said, I did ask Trey, I said, Trey, are you going to hurt yourself? Because I could hear his voice. I could see what's going on in social media. He says, no, no, I'm not. But I'm just trying to reach out and and just say, pray for me. I don't know if you knew my son passed. I said, yeah, I did. And I'm sorry. And I I think I prayed for him then. I think I prayed for him a couple times via text in, in, in over the weeks and months. But then I got another call from Trey in the spring of 2021. 
Mm-hmm. And Trey reaches out to me and says, hey, would you go at the year anniversary on the spot of where Lucky passed, my son passed, would you go and, and pray? And I was like, well, yeah. So we had not seen each other in almost 20 years, physically. And, and Trey, what were you hoping would happen here? I don't know, man. I was just- uh, You're just desperate. Just, yeah. Desperate. You know, I need I help. Know it, I know now it was God. You know. Yeah, but but in your heart you were desperate. Yeah. You're hurting. Oh, you're desperate. Broken. And hey, somehow this guy who is involved in church and is a Christian, you see his video. I need to connect with him. Yeah. Well, I knew you know I knew him from from 20 years ago, and he was a good you know. All I've ever wanted to be in my whole life was a good dude. You know, just a good guy. And Chad was that good guy. You know, he you know I remembered how good of a guy he was, and I and I wanted that peace. I, 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 I was looking for something. I don't know what I was looking for. But you're, you're looking for it. And when you guys eventually connected, you you were limping. Yes. And I, and Chad, you saw him limping. Yeah. We. It's funny. We. <laughs> I'm parked in my car, and at the time I had a horrible beard. I thought I had a good beard. You know, I'll go through these phases where I think I have nice facial hair. I don't. <laughs> so I had this beard, and he pulls up, and he looks at me, and he, he goes, oh, I'm sorry. He thought I was somebody else. Yeah. I said, no, no, Trey, it, it. it's me. He says, oh. He says, I go, so I follow him over to this this parking lot, this dumpster. We get out. It's me, it's Trey, Cassandra. And Trey's walking up and he's limping up. I know enough about Trey to know. I go, he don't walk with no limp. I go, what are you limping for? Well, I had uh, I broke my foot and I made up some story because I didn't know what had happened. I couldn't explain what had happened. So you got to lie if you don't know what <laughs> when when all else fails. So, uh, but I... Uh, and I was on. I wasn't even going to tell him because I was so ashamed of where I almost did some stuff you can't take back. You know, I was uh, running around crazy, as I told you, looking for. I had to have someone to blame for my son's death, and you know, the kicking in doors of drug houses, you know, wasn't their fault, and it all related back to this guy that molested my son. So, I uh, I come up with a plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna get drunk, and I'm gonna drive over there and I'm gonna kill him broad daylight i wanted to do it in broad day i want people to see it i mean isn't that crazy thinking and i remember i drank uh i didn't know it's time but i drank two and a half bottles of bacardi and i don't drink liquor so you know i was out there uh and i was driving around too at this that drunk broad daylight it was 9 30 10 in the morning i was gonna surprise him you know that's my plan <laughs> he would have surprised i was gonna sure. surprise the guy so I'm leaving, and first I get a flat tire. You know, guy's trying to stop me from. I'm like, the Lord is trying. I'm out there, and I change this tire, drunk. You know, drunk on. I mean, it wasn't like I just had a flat tire. I'm like, I had a flat tire on the side of the expressway where there's an exit, and it's. I mean, it was like the worst possible place you could get a tire. And I'm like, I didn't care. You know, I'm just down there, and I get in, and I'm, I remember I'm cussing the whole time. And, and I think I told my ex-wife I kicked the car as I hurt my foot because I didn't know what had happened. But then I got in the car and I drove up and I'm like, all right, I'm, this is going on. And I got my gun and I pull up in front of this guy's place. I open the door and I go to take a step out. I step with my left foot. I take a right step and I fall down. My foot broke. I did not know it was wrong. I mean, it was like killing me. And it was all I could do to limp back and get in the car. Now, let's, and, let, now, yeah, now, let me you, share one thing here, though. What we didn't talk about in the first show is that a little bit, but Trey is a has been a trained Muay Thai fighter. He fought competitively. How many fights you fight? 
Well, I, I mean, I used to, I used to fancy myself a tough guy. Seventy-two fights. That was a long time ago. I mean, I used to. So my point is, you've been kicking things. You've been kicking since I was people. Five years old. And you, you take one step, and your foot's broken. Yeah, in two places. I, I would say that the Lord was going, young man. Um, I've got you. Well, he knew that I would not go in that condition to to try to kill. I mean, I couldn't walk, and I was all about, you know, I, like I, you know. I've been training my whole life, and I don't think anything of it. It's just something I've always done. But it, fighting's all about footwork, okay? <laughs> Hips and grips. If you ain't get your feet under you, you don't need to be going to start no trouble. So I knew then it was time to get back to the house. But you know, this is where I, I you know, I was so drunk I don't remember things. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. Come back and hear more of a story about what happened as we met at that dumpster on that day. So we'll take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors of our show, uh, Louisville Podcast Studios. That's podlou.com, P-O-D-L-O-U.com. If you want to do a professional sounding and looking podcast or vlog on YouTube, you need to come to podlou.com for a fraction of the money that you would think to have a great sounding professional podcast. Uh, Bright Star Home Care, if you got somebody you love and needs care, brightstarcare.com, brightstarcare.com. You can start the conversation with these folks. They can walk you through the process of in-home care. And then Dan Hart Financial, if you know anybody who wants to retire, wants to talk about retirement, Dan Hart's the guy to talk to. Okay, so Trey, I mean, you went to go kill this guy. Yeah. And you, your foot broke. You know, as you're, as you're telling that story, I go, I think God broke your foot. Yeah. And because um, he was keeping you from going down major, major. Yeah. You were already in a lot of pain. That would have been horrible. Right. And then, Chad, you entered the picture. And um, something that within four weeks, some things happened. Well, he invited me to come pray at the place on the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of Lucky's passing at the location. So here we are standing in the back of an apartment complex behind a dumpster. And we're standing there. And we're just, we're doing everything but passing the plate and singing songs. We're, we're talking about everything. We're talking about- You're doing church big time. We're talking about God. We're talking about death. We're talking about life. We're talking about the whys and how could this, and, and you know what? I don't have all those answers, but I said, let's let's talk. We were just talking through this, just two friends reconnecting. And so I prayed, just said a, a prayer, you know, at that time for everybody there, right? some type of healing. God, please bring something out of this. Uh, all the things you would hope for and ask for. And uh, we went to breakfast. After that, uh, Trey, Cassandra, and I and did some more talking, more listening. And um, and then I, uh, he says I kind of lied to him, told him <laughs> about going to church, but that was the next day, right? Because yeah. it was a Saturday morning when we yeah. saw each other. Right. And then the next day. Yeah. You were, uh, and you went to church with Chad and yeah, we're at Beachmont. Jenna and the the family. Sure did. A campus that we were going to of this of the church was at at a Beachmont campus back where he was living at the time. Yeah, right, not far. And, and, did, and did, did you want to go? Yeah, I was. You know, I, I wanted something. I didn't know what I wanted. You know, you just wanted help. You I wanted needed, he, you yeah. needed hope. You needed healing. I knew he was happy, and that's what I was looking for, man. I was, you know, things were gray in my world. I was not happy. So then what happened? So we go to church and it's funny cause it's not, it's a small church. It, we, we were just visiting to meet some other, Jenna had some friends 
who she was they knew too, and she said, hey, you want to come to this church? You live near here too. So we were meeting him and then another family at this first okay. church because they live there. So you have to understand this this particular campus on this particular day had an all African worship team. I say all African. The majority of people on the stage were African. And I mean speaking Swahili African. It was not your typical whitewashed church service. Okay. And uh and Trey, I think I think he said it during the service. He looked over me and goes, Things have changed since I came to church. <laughs> <laughs> so he's thinking, well, this is different, but I could tell it still affected him. Yeah. yeah. I could just tell, right? Yeah. And it's funny from that weekend that we saw each other into this taping today, there has not been a week gone by that we have not seen each other face to face at least a point during the week. Well, because okay, so Trey, you are you're longing for help, you're looking for hope, you're looking for peace and healing. And Chad, God's stirred in your heart, hey Trey has been brought back into my life for a reason and we're going to connect. Right. And I knew at that point, I was like, okay, Lord, I, you want me to, to talk about discipleship and what that means. It, it's not, it's messy. It ain't. And, and you know that Trey, that he's, he's, he's really struggling. One of the th- messages I've, I've heard in discipleship is this. You don't convert people to disciple them. You disciple them to convert them. Amen. So the very, if somebody has a need, fulfill it. Jenna tells the boys, see a need, meet a need. Yep. And I hear this man who just needs, he just has a lot of needs. Yep. And he just needs a friend. Well, and, and then you brought him here. Well, the funny thing is, the story continues is a week or two after that breakfast, I said, hey, I'm going to a, a, uh, a teaching that I'm helping out with, sort of. I'm going to go listen. Kurt Souter, a guy named Kurt Souter, he didn't know who Kurt was. And I said, hey, Let's, let's go, and we went to the chapel in the woods, which is a service for dedicated towards senior adults, okay? And we went to, we were talking about spiritual warfare. And every time we got together, there was some topic that was hitting the nail on the head yeah. of everything that he had been going through. Mm-hmm. You had talked about uh, spiritual warfare and suicide and cutting and all the the effects that Satan can use to throw at people. He's, he's leaning over at me going, my son went through that. We went through that. I went through that. I mean, he's just the whole time. And it was just, you could just see the pot was stirring. Yeah, the Lord was working. Yeah. And then you and then you brought him here. Here because, in this studio. In this yeah. studio, studio, because we were doing a, a show specifically on suicide with dr matthew sleeth he wrote a book about uh, on suicide um hope always hope always and uh, i i I I wasn't trying to be manipulative like i wasn't trying to say oh i'm gonna get him to hear this i just thought you know what matthew sleeth solid this guy who he's just hungry he like he's searching i'm like if there's anybody to sit down with matthew sleeth would be a great guy just to be around right that's that's one thing you are who you hang out with yeah, the Bible says very clearly, he who walks with the wise grows wise. And and so that day, Trey, we're, we're interviewing Matthew Sleeth, did a whole show on suicide and uh, 
hope always. I mean, right. Jesus is our hope. And what happened while we were I doing mean, that it, show? It, I, I went through like every kind of emotion. I was like, oh my, you know, I, how dare him bring, you know, I wouldn't have came, you know, mad at first. And then it's like, oh yeah. And then I'm feeling it. And I'm like, uh, you know, it, it, something was happening. And, uh, and I remember uh, afterwards uh, when it was over with, I think Matthew asked me a question, and I guess he, I don't even know what I said. I don't even really remember. But I knew he could tell that I was hurting. And he said, let's let's pray for him. And you and Matthew and Chad came up and put hands on me and prayed. And I was different when I got up from that chair. I mean, I felt some, something happened. And I was, I knew I was different. And I was afraid to tell anybody because I said, they're going to think I'm crazy. And I told you that, and you said, Trey, they already think we're crazy, so you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but then the day before, though, we had yeah. a conversation. Yeah, he, you know, Chad, I, I have to hand it to him. He never once, you know, talked to me about Jesus or you need to go to church. Or, he just told me stories about, you know, like the Gospels, but kind of in a different, you know, he handled me the right way and he never said anything. And I remember we got on and I said, look, I'm okay with Jesus. Jesus is my homeboy. And he got all mad at me. Oh, he dressed me down. <laughs> you know, he's your father. Right? But I'll let him tell the rest of that story. But I remember he told me, he said, Trey, some people are like, it's like getting in the pool. Some people put their toes in there to check the water temperature. Some people just cannonball in. You just got to decide what you're going to do. So I remember that conversation on a Wednesday. And uh, then that Thursday was here. And y'all put hands on me and prayed, and I couldn't wait. To, he had missed that day at church. At you know, I, I think he was keeping me away from the regular church. He had me at the African church, <laughs> and he had me. Then he had me over at the at the place in the woods. I said, "Man, he thinks I'm a lot older than I am." I guess they got me over here. No, he was making sure I was going to act right before he took me a blanket baker. I guess. But uh, I told him, I said, "Chad, it's kind of funny. You know, you, you got on me when I told you Jesus is my homeboy." I said, "But at church today, we sang, uh, I got a friend in Jesus.'" <laughs> <laughs> so he was turning around, <laughs> setting me straight, right? <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so so we have this 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 period where he, he calls me up. So, and, and let me just say one thing: Trey just said something that really was not true, but from his perspective, it was. He said, "I never talked to him about Jesus. I talked to him about Jesus from that parking lot." <laughs> Listen, every conversation was about Jesus. Now he wasn't. He, he, what, he didn't. It. He didn't hear that. Yeah. Now I was intentional about someone. I, I I was telling people I'm going to pray for this man. I need y'all to pray for me because I'm talking to him about Jesus. Oh, I remember that. And so, he's right. He didn't hear me say anything about Jesus, but I was talking about Jesus. Stories. You know, the Bible says this. Blah blah blah. What about this? It was all from the beginning, but as slowly his eyes were just. You could just see that his eyes were open, and you could see it. And then the day after we, the, the day we prayed for you, you yeah. called me up. I said, I got to get baptized, man. And you know what the funny I thing is? I said, I got to do this. I said, I've been putting my toes in my whole life. I was ready to cannonball in. I'm, I, I'm jumping in full, and, full bore. And he, I never once talked to him about baptism. And then he said, I want to get baptized. We're going to take a break. Come back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. 
If you haven't heard the past two shows, you've missed a lot. Last show in the past three segments. So please listen to those. Thanks to our great sponsors, Commercial Free, Hadley Sign Solutions, owner Chris Hadley, 35 years of design experience, manufacturing and installing electrical commercial external signs for your business. If you need some signage, Chris Hadley is the person to call. 502-419-7228. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Dr. Eric Veal. If you need your teeth cleaned and you live on the Iroquois Park side of town or the East End of Louisville, he's got two locations. And then Veritech Generators, if you need a generator for your home or your business or you have one that needs maintenance, Veritech Generators. So Trey, I, you know, I'm just, I, your your life is one big story. And uh, I want to encourage you that God is using you. And, uh, but I, I want our listeners to hear. So you, you connect with Chad, um, you recognize after we prayed for you, you came in here, you said, I, I need to be baptized. Yes. yes. And so, uh, what was going through your mind? I, I just, I felt, uh, I felt different that day. I really did. Cause things had been so dark and I was so broken that, that, I mean, I felt something like when my son died, something was lifted off of me. And, uh, I mean, I really, but I was afraid to tell people because I thought people, I said, man, I'm feeling all this, and people are going to think I've lost my mind. You know, they really are. But I knew I had to get baptized. I'd already been baptized. I'd been baptized, I guess, my third baptism. You know, I, depending on what was going on, if there was a girl involved, I got, you know. But, I mean, this was the time I was doing it for, for, for me. For real. For real. I mean, this, I felt it. And, I mean, it was really, I mean, I felt every bit of that baptism going in. And I remember Chad you know, because I, I've had, you know, I put myself in a lot of danger. I've been shot several times, stabbed several times, broke my neck. You know, why am I still alive? And Chad, I remember him, and he dunked me hard. I took him down, make sure he, he stayed down, down really bit. hard. And he said, you asked why you're still alive? This is why. And then he slammed me down. I was like, no, he didn't just do me like that. But I didn't. It was beautiful, man. And it, and it was just, I, I was on the right path. And Chad did it, you know. Everybody thinks my story's crazy, but. Chad's the one that did the work, man. Chad showed up when nobody else would, got me involved. He uh, he talked about Jesus without talking about Jesus, and <laughs> you know, just he just what I needed, you know. And well, you, you needed a friend to come I, alongside I, you, and he listened to me. Nobody listened, you know. I wanted, I was, you know, I always would say, you know, nobody would help me, but I was scaring people away. Nobody would never write my. I wouldn't want to be. I haven't had me hollering at me, so I'm sure that's not very. Uh, you know, I I was doing crazy stuff, and 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 when Chad came along, he listened, and and, and things got tremendously better quick, if that if that makes sense. And I was I wouldn't you know I wouldn't have nightmares anymore. I wasn't seeing things that weren't there. I and I couldn't tell anybody about it. And I'd even be afraid to tell him about it. I tell him about it, and he's all right. Let me get back. So no, that's okay. You know, I was experiencing so much. Because I think I was so close to that dark side, and, and I dabbled in it so much that, man, I, I had some lingering stuff that was like not, uh, there was something going on. Well, and, the, uh, the, the Bible's clear. There's a lot of stuff that is going on that was, we can't uh, see. And it was, uh, it was, it, it almost took me. It did, you know, it's, I, I think I, I, I had gotten to a point that I, I couldn't take it anymore. And I was going to kill somebody and then kill myself. And that's the best I could do. That's the best I could come up with without Jesus. So I know what I'm capable with without Jesus. Yeah, and with Jesus. With Jesus, my life is just, you know, I can't. Uh, 
I don't even have words yet to I'm grateful. I am so grateful that uh, I have this new life today. That uh, And I'm at peace that uh, it scares me. If I'm the calm, peaceful person in the room, that's scary. You know? <laughs> well, it scares me. You know, Trey, when Jesus comes in and makes his home in our lives, it changes everything. And that, what, what I love about your, your story is, is God, God's not done yet. Um, but you, you gave your life publicly, you were baptized, and then you started connecting with Chad, not just as a friend, but you have been discipled by him. Oh, man. And, and he has, you guys have opened the Bible over and over and over together. You have prayed together. You have shared your life together. And that's, that's the gospel. And I told him leading up to his baptism, I said, now, you're going to get put to work. Yeah. Right? There, there's no, you know, it's not over, it's beginning. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was no, it was kind of seamless. There's no beginning. It doesn't begin or end with baptism. I was like, you're just starting to walk with the Lord. You're on the path. He's going to put you to use. Yep. And, and you know, before I was, uh, you know, I've been, uh, you know, what's sad about this whole deal is there's a lot of kids out there dying drugs, lots. I forget how many an hour it is. Hundred thousand died last year of overdose. So yes. it, it, I mean, it's un, it's unbelievable. And I had a friend that had a child that overdosed and uh, died, and she was having to go identify the body and asked if I'd go with her. And I'm like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do, you well, know. What, but what, I, what did Chad tell you? Yeah, I got, it's, it's my job. I got to go. It was the day before. The, the Saturday day before, before I was yeah. going to get, and and it was like. Uh, and that's what I said at the break. You know, if I don't want to do something, that means I, I need to do it. Like, I didn't want to come here and do this. It's a hard story to tell. You know, and we only got half of it out. But, you know, if, if if we can get one family to stay together, watch who they hang out with, get their children involved with Jesus. I mean, there is so much. Uh, you know, I've been going to uh, treatment centers and talking to kids, adolescents. It's too late when they're in there, you know what three out of 10 will maybe make it maybe one out of those three will be sober the rest are going to die i mean you know it, that's too late you know yeah. it's got to happen it's got to happen at home and, and what i'm noticing too and i got to say this is because there's been 15 or 20 close people that's kids have died since mine every one of them are from a broken home everyone i'm not saying that's all of them but the ones i know divorce yeah so you know we gotta we gotta take care of our kids, man. And How we, we do that? Well, we gotta we gotta bring them up in the in the in the, the Lord truth and in the truth. We gotta disciple them. We gotta pour our lives into them. Um, tell us real quickly uh, the the feather story. Well, uh, you know it's it's like God. Uh, I, I keep getting I keep getting uh, a lot of trauma in my life. My dad, and mom were put in the hospital at the same time uh, with COVID, and. Uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten so far back with my Native American spirituality. Feathers are a real big thing. They mean something depending on the bird and, and things. And there's websites and stuff for people you can call and check it out. And I had, uh, I, you know, I, when that happens, the, you know, it's an angel. Somebody's looking out for you. So, you know, my dad, had, I was over visiting my mother-in-law who's in bad shape. And I, I was out there praying, doing my prayer will, which I learned in, uh, in three-thirds and something pushed me real hard you need to go see your dad he's in the hospital you know been well he'd taken turn for the worst and i got up there and uh 30 minutes you know i was able to make amends with my dad and talk and be there and 30 minutes later he had died 
I didn't know he'd I'd gotten home, told my mom I'd been up there. She'd been released from the hospital. And then I get a call. He had passed away, and I just got home. And I'm like, all right, I got to go outside and pray. Because the next day was their 68th wedding anniversary, my mm -hmm. mom and dad's. Mm -hmm. And he dies a day before. So I open the door. I'm going to go out and pray and get you know get my head straight to tell my mom that her husband passed away. And when I open the door, there's a feather laying there. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, all right, God, I got you. I know you're here. And I knew exactly what to go in and say to my mom. So, you know, God's using other things with me, and I know he's there. When I, when I, before I came here, I go to the Lucky's place at Big Rock, and the hawk was there. That's him telling me, you know, that's God. You know, that's God telling me, hey, go tell the truth and go help somebody. Mm, that's good so. stuff. Trey, thanks so much for sharing your story. I know it's not always easy to share, but um, I'm going to ask you to pray. Would you pray for our listeners, us guys, and just pray that we would follow Jesus closely? Yes, sir. Father God, thank you for uh, this opportunity to uh, to speak and to uh, carry your message of truth, Lord. Mm -hmm. Please, uh, God, protect our listeners, uh, bring to light the truth, and help them raise their children in the truth, Lord. Uh, keep them away from evil. Keep them away from the the wrong people, the wrong places, Lord. We know it's possible in your name. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Trey. Thanks. So, boy, we've covered a lot in, in two shows. We haven't really scratched the surface of, of Trey's life, but uh, the truth of the matter is God is writing a story in everybody's life, and mm -hmm. Trey's got a lot, of, a lot of story on his skin. He's got a lot of tattoos. In fact, he's got multiple feather tattoos signifying and symbolizing people who have passed away in his life. So I have a hard time believing that he, a man who over the years who put feather tattoos on his arms and body, and then the day his dad passes away, walks out and finds a feather laying in front of his door. I have a hard time believing that God, the father is not trying to communicate mm -hmm. to his son, son, I love you, son, I'm here for you. Let's go. And it, wherever you are, you may not have ever been shot, jumped out of a plane, but God still loves you, and he still wants to pursue you. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.